Hey, welcome once again. This is Elle at Iron Dove. Dialogue is the key to reform. Access is the key to dialogue. At Iron Dove, you can find both. Uh, speaking of dialogue, I got uh, I got a message this morning about yesterday's podcast. Um, and, you know, I swear to God, people are so stupid sometimes. In any case, what I was trying to express in yesterday's cast, what I was trying to get across, the point that I was making was that a minority of people, as described by Congress, 43 million people are Americans with disabilities. They're part of our society. They selected a group of people that they saw were being discriminated against because of certain limitations that they had. And whether you want to call it a, a, a disability or you want to call it anything else, it's a limitation. And just for the record, I'm going to look up disability. And uh, it is um, a physical or mental condition that limits a person's movements, senses, or activities. Okay, a disadvantage or handicap, especially one imposed or recognized by the law. I would say that taking children to a town board meeting is impossible. There's a physical limitation. You cannot take children to a town board meeting. First of all, they don't want them there. Second of all, the kids don't want to be there. And third of all, it's way too noisy for the kids and it's way too noisy for the adults because neither one want the others to be there. You know, the semantics. People get so, so hung up on semantics. You know something? <laughs> I, I, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just amazed. I'm shocked and, and, it, and it just pisses me off. The, 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 you know what, everybody has their right to their opinion. And the, 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 the comment I received further goes on to say, well, well maybe, um, you, you know, uh, it's, it's not appropriate to suggest that, that it's, it's uh, or to compare it to um, the, America's, the Americans with Disabilities Act. Um, and you know what, I, I, I totally disagree. Because the, the, the fact of the matter is, is it's a limitation. And it's not a permanent limitation, but it is a limitation. And the truth of the matter is, is if somebody breaks their legs, both their legs in a car accident, and their legs are healing, and they're in a wheelchair for a period of time, and eventually they're going to stand up and walk away, they're disabled for the period of time, and then they're going to stand up and they're going to walk away. For the period of time that parents have young children who need constant care and they are unable to be part of the political process, that is a limitation. And whether you want to call it a disability or not, you know what, and you want to get involved with the semantics of it and you want to do like the whole stupid idiotic guilt thing, oh, well, you must not love your children because you're calling them a disability. No, I'm not calling my children a disability. I'm calling them a limitation to my ability to be part of the political process. And only a man could tell me some idiotic thing like that. So you know what? Take your guilt and shove it. Because I am really, really annoyed about this. 
Furthermore, he goes on to tell me that, well, wouldn't it be better to file a class action suit against a large company and uh, mention that, you know, women are, are, are doing the same job and being paid less? You know what? It's been done. And that isn't the problem. It isn't the problem, working women. Because the truth of the matter is, is that, yes, working women have other issues. No, there isn't equity in pay. No, there isn't equity in other things. But working women have achieved more of a position in the system because they have the freedom to come and go. They have the freedom to be part of the process. Stay-at-home moms are excluded from the process because there are no provisions made for the limitation that they have, which is children, which is childcare. And anybody who's ever taken care of a child gets this. And if you're not taking care of children, obviously, you don't get it, okay? Civil disobedience with corporate America. Please, honestly. He writes, he writes, uh, It's not that I do not agree that moms are denied certain unalienable rights because they have responsibility for the kids, but I just do not think that kids are a disability. Can you love a disability? Have you ever heard someone say or imagine someone saying, I'm, I'm blind and I love my blindness? Oh, please. You know what? That's the most idiotic. No parent who loves their children would ever insinuate that they are unhappy about having them. I'm comparing the wording and just merely making a point that provisions can be made for a certain group of people because they have a limitation. Why can't they be made for another group of people that have a limitation? And for the record, it's not just the five and a half million parents, stay-at-home parents that I'm talking about. It's the 72,293,000 children that they're taking care of. And you combine the two and you're talking about more than a quarter of the country that is in a substandard class of people. Because the children that go along with the parents that are caring for the children are just a substandard class as the parents in, in the eyes of the government. And the government is supposedly us. Society doesn't consider stay-at-home parents with young children on equal footing as they consider working men and working women. Because we don't work. And that isn't that we don't work. It's just that we don't get paid for what we do in the dollars and cents kind of way. That doesn't mean we don't work. That doesn't mean we don't contribute. That doesn't mean that what we bring to society isn't equally valuable, maybe more valuable, because it's so valuable that it's priceless. And it's priceless because you can't pay for this, because you can't put a dollar value on it. It is why we don't get paid. The job that stay-at-home parents do and the job that kids do in working hard to try and grow up and be good people is priceless. That's why we don't get paid. How dare you insinuate that I think my kids are a disability? I don't think they're a disability. I think that in the moment, because I have young children that need care all the time, I have a limitation that makes me unable to be part of the political process as it stands in the 9 to 5, Monday through Friday scheme of life. Okay? 
I am not available 9 to 5 Monday through Friday, nor am I available at the drop of a hat to be at a meeting at 7 o'clock at night that's going to go to 10 o'clock at night, nor do I have the ability to drop everything I, I, I need to do to hop on a plane and get down to Washington so I can, so I can listen in on a hearing. It's unrealistic and it's stupid. Pissing me off. My goodness. Landmark cases to change society. You know, oh, Roe v. Wade was a landmark case to change society. Yeah, and you know what? They're going to try and overturn it. Stupid things to say. Urgh. Anyway, I really would love to hear what other people think about this. And in continuation to my part two of yesterday's cast, I, uh, I would like to continue on because I cut yesterday's cast in half so I could give you the whole version. But now that I got this comment, it just wanted to uh, mention what I think. Being a stay-at-home parent means that you're taking care of children. And taking care of children is time-consuming, noisy, messy business. And it doesn't bode well to be at your local meeting with your toddlers toddling along, screaming for whatever they're screaming for, or crying because they didn't have a nap, or just tapping their noisy toy on the table because they're bored, even though they're trying to behave very, very well. Um, so 5.4 million moms and 98,000 dads are stay-at-home parents um, as described by the U.S. Census Bureau in 2003. When considering the Census Bureau's figures on employment, occupational employment and wages, there's not even a category for mother, as if it's not an occupation or, or, or any kind of a, of a working profession. I have to look up the definition for occupation. Let's see what that is. Occupation, a job or profession. His prime occupation was editor, a way of spending time, a job or a profession, a paid occupation. A profession is a paid occupation. <clears throat> okay. And what is a job? A job is a paid position of regular employment. And employment is a condition of having paid work. Oh, so here we go. The whole problem is money. It's always money, damn it. Okay, so, so where this leaves us is that even though there are 5.4 million stay-at-home mothers in the United States that work really, really hard raising children because we don't receive monetary compensation, we're not considered part of the occupational employment statistics of this country and therefore we are relegated to the invisible people place but we're not invisible people and not only do we need representation but but we deserve representation nobody's asking necessarily for compensation in particular certainly representation certainly 
recognition to the fact that the work that we do has a specific and undeniable impact on the economy. There's tremendous value in the job that we do. And to disregard the service provided strictly on the basis of not receiving paper money compensation is, is discriminatory. It's not right. It's not nice. And, uh, and quite frankly, it pisses me off, okay? The whole point of measuring these figures is to measure impact on the economy, to measure economic value, to measure demographics versus professions, to measure all kinds of information. And the fact that we're not considered an occupation, the fact that this huge group of people is not considered a viable, valuable profession is, is not only alarming, but really saddening. Really makes me feel sad because I have a daughter and someday she'll want to have children, I think. And this bright, capable, beautiful child will have to choose between following her dreams or being relegated to substandard class status to be considered a non-contributing individual. Scary. We've been relegated to a class of inferior, disadvantaged population. If I can quote the Americans with Disabilities Act in my new changed version, where I replaced mothers and children with individuals and disabilities, I would say that this item seven fits perfectly. Mothers with children are discrete and insular minority who have been faced with restrictions and limitations subject to a history of purposeful unequal treatment and relegated to a position of political powerlessness in our society based on characteristics that are beyond the control of such individuals and resulting from stereotypic assumptions not truly indicative of the individual ability of such individuals to participate in and contribute to society. I mean, that really fits. That really fits. And it saddens me. It really does. Because you know what? I fall into that class of mothers with children. I really do. And, and, and 5.4 million of us do. Item five, mothers with children continually encounter various forms of discrimination, including outright intentional exclusion. I would say that the political process is outright intentional exclusion. I really would. There are no provisions whatsoever for childcare in the political process. The fact of the matter is, is that women with children 
have child care issues, just like a person in a wheelchair has issues with regard to stairs. And if you're willing to put in a ramp so that a wheelchair can enter a building, then perhaps one would be willing to provide quality child care for mothers wanting to enter the political process. It isn't that mothers aren't interested in politics, and it isn't that mothers aren't interested in having a voice in the society, but we have been excluded from doing so by the limitations and restrictions that are, that are set upon us. Because in some cases, we require specific assistance. And in this case, the specific assistance has to do with if we need to be in a, in a meeting, we need quality childcare provided for the period of time that we're in that meeting. And it's impractical and it's crazy to think that mothers can make these accommodations all the time privately because they can't. Because financially they can't. Just just as somebody in a wheelchair financially can't make the accommodation of, of building a ramp in every public building. And yet we built ramps in every public building or, or installed elevators. What I'm saying here is that the discrimination is is on the basis of the fact that mothers have children and the accommodations for mothers with children are non-existent anyway <clears throat> some provisions need to be made and the provisions probably start with child care quality child care that is provided and and maybe that's the start, because if quality child care, if this society, if the United States would enact some legislation that recognizes the fact that having children, having to care for young children, creates a situation where an entire class of the population is excluded from the process and excluded from the system, similarly to people with disabilities who have been excluded from buildings because they couldn't enter, because they couldn't climb the stairs. Ramps were provided, elevators were provided, access was provided. So really all I'm asking here is, how can we provide access to women to the political process? In any case, <clears throat> we've been relegated to a position of political powerlessness in our society. And that's the bottom line, because we don't make money. You know, I mean, is it practical to even to even want to be paid for a job like this? I mean, could could anybody afford to pay somebody to work 24/7, 365 days a year without vacations? Is it re realistic at all? You know, a condition that limits a person's movements. I would say that having two children in your arms or one child in a stroller and another child in your arms would limit your ability to move about. I would say 
having children that need to take a nap at a certain time of the day or need to be fed at a certain time of the day or need to be dropped off or picked up at a certain time of the day would limit one's activities. And I don't know why people seem to think that the word, quote-unquote, disability is some kind of derogatory term. There's nothing derogatory about it. It's a condition that has limits your ability to do certain things. That's it. There's nothing derogatory about it. It's just a word, for God's sakes. You want to take it as derogatory? Take it as derogatory. People are discriminated against because they have limitations. That's a fact. People recognized that it was a fact, and they tried to correct it. But they only missed 5.5 million of us who also have a limitation. This doesn't mean it's a derogatory thing. It doesn't mean we're substandard people. There's nothing wrong with having a limitation. Lots of people have limitations. Some people are limited by their intellect. Is that a disability that they're stupid? Because they say stupid things like, I don't want to call my kids a disability. I don't think of my kids in a, in a way that's derogatory at all. But I do think that sometimes they limit my ability to be in certain places at certain times when the rest of society is being involved in a political process that affects me, that affects my children, that I cannot equally participate in. That's what I'm saying. Semantics just pisses me off. This is just pissing me off, okay? Get over this. People are so busy being involved in their little guilt trips and ego trips, you know? There's nothing derogatory about having a limitation. You know, when you're carrying children, you can't walk as fast. When you're moving in a wheelchair, you can't walk as fast. But that doesn't mean that you're excluded from society. That just means that uh, you need a little bit of help. So, I don't know what the answer is. But it's something that came to my head. It was a thought, and I think it's I think it's valid. I think it's a pretty interesting argument. So come on down to the community forum, sign up, talk it up, let me know what you think, and uh, let's see if we can figure something out. Tell me about your experiences. Till tomorrow, this is L signing out.